Hello, hello. Welcome to St. Codependencia, a podcast about all things mental health, in particular codependency. My name is Courtney Coleman, and I am your host. Thank you for joining me today. Christmas is in the air. It's so lovely. I have two trees this year. This community that we're in really gets into it and it's so amazing. It's it's so feel good and I just love it. I've also been online shopping like a mad woman. I mean, I think the keys on my on my keyboard are like burnt off. Woo! told my husband, just don't look at the rain camera, please. But it's been a really great week. I am excited about the first holiday in our new house. And I've really been just soaking in this new chapter in my life. And so let's get on with today's analogy, a very popular childhood game and adult game called Jenga. I was just picking up all of the pieces. You know what sucks about Jenga? Everything past the fun building of it, the cleanup, the storage, there's no answers to those questions. For the parents, the toy makers are just like, here's this great fun game. Learn all of this motor skills, you know, excitement. Oh yeah, but we're going to give you a really tall box that does not fit any of this again in the same way. And it's going to completely deteriorate. And also your three-year-old's going to chuck Jenga pieces at your forehead. (laughs) But I was thinking about it today, thinking about it earlier this week, I was having a conversation with my sister. And much like previous episodes, I kind of pull in an analogy that represents parent and child. I use one thing to symbolize a life or a person, if you will. And so Jingle would be that in this week's analogy. And trauma can be looked at as the pieces being pulled out of the structure. The Jenga structure can stand. It can withstand a lot. It just has to be built strategically so that you have load-bearing supports. Well, you can just willy-nilly pull Jenga pieces out. And that's kind of just random circumstance of life. You know, trauma happening to you that just comes out of nowhere. No one could have predicted it. Unforeseen, totally unforeseen. Or it could be trauma that is incurred by a specific person that you know, like someone that is related to you, like your parent or siblings or whatever, friends, coworkers, anybody. So anything can be pulled out, but the recovery of the whole structure after a piece is removed is really dependent on how much support that structure has without that block. So if you have support in the right places, like if you have positive things that are that are holding you up in ways and you're incurring trauma, then you're able to continue building and you probably won't fall down. But so what codependency is, and this is where this got really fun for me to think about, like codependents are the people who are trying to sturdy up everyone else's Jenga structures around them, like their towers. And they've gotten like really good at building from like where they are up. And they're like, yeah, keep guys, keep doing this, keep doing this, look at me. And then there's just holes. There's holes all the way underneath them that they are not looking at. But they continue because everybody thinks that's the way life is. You know, we just go through life and things knock us down. You know, trauma is incurred. And so as codependents, we're in the belief that this is just how life looks. But there's been a lot of pieces pulled out of our structure. There's been, And if you have a traumatic childhood or if you didn't, every person's structure is their own and everyone's trauma level is their own. So wouldn't it be amazing if we could see people in this visual somehow emotionally? Man, that would be a great dating app. You know what I mean? Because like you could see like, oh my gosh, this guy or this girl, you know? (laughs) 
Because it doesn't matter if you've had trauma in, in this analogy. It just matters if you put support, the right support, you can recover from trauma coming out of your out of your structure. It's just about getting the right support so you can continue to be solid. But if you keep building upwards without supporting yourself and taking care of yourself in real nurturing ways, instead of continue, continuing to build up and climb higher, thinking that you know what you're doing when reality, no one knows what they're doing. Only God knows. Only God knows, guys. But also I was thinking about how like when Jenga towers sway, you know, and everybody's like, whoa, whoa, you know, like, oh my gosh, is it going to fall? That's kind of like someone being triggered. That is like an outward sign that the structure is going to incur trauma. And so sometimes whether or not trauma happens, we might start to sway and we might stand back up, you know what I mean? But our structure started to sway, meaning we we got triggered because we we were preparing ourselves to incur trauma again. Because as a structure, we have gotten used to pieces being pulled out from us, people hurting us, things hurting us, ourselves hurting us, like not filling up our gas tanks on our own, you know, doing all the things that we do, self-sabotage, all those things. Those are pulling out your own pieces of your own structure. And so what's amazing is everyone can fall down and it's okay. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people think it's scary in the way and I'm doing it. I fell down and I'm here to say, go ahead and knock that shit over guys. Just knock it down and rebuild. It's so much better. You want a strong foundation under you and you are going to be blown. You're going to be knocked over by the next, you know, two or three or who knows? I don't know. Maybe you've already fallen down. Maybe you need help rebuilding and there are people out there that can help you. Please look for um, the meadows anywhere that has mental facilities and or professionals. It's all about getting the right support. So you can recover from these things. Just like a structure, there's a whole lot of holes on the bottom. You're going to have to tear it all the way down because the bottom is the foundation. The bottom is the important part. So the childhood was important. And that's what people, (laughs) that's what I thought. I can keep building upward. It doesn't matter that I have a lot of holes in my structure. I'm, I'm good. I'm really good at building. I can do this, guys. Count on court. But my foundation had holes holes. So, and those holes, much of it wasn't my fault. And it's okay that I'm, that I fell down because I am speaking to you from a brand new Jenga tower. <laughs> Broadcasting live from Courtney's new Jenga tower. You can have one too, and it can be a lot sturdier. It can be built the right way. You can have the things around you. So yes, you can play the game of life now, but you've got a damn good tower. You've got a strong one underneath you. God's got that shit, you know? Okay. <laughs> so for our baby bonus analogy today, this one is something that totally inspired me and I guess befuddled, amused, don't know the right word for what this documentary invoked in me emotionally, but my octopus teacher. So the baby bonus analogy is octopi. <laughs> and I halfway wanted to pick this analogy just so I could say octopi. I'm sorry if that's annoying anybody because I'll probably say it about 50 times. I don't know why it's a fun word to say. And it always reminds me of, I don't know if anybody's seen The Penguins of Madagascar, the movie, the, one of the funniest animated movies out there of all time. And I have consumed 99.9% of animated films. It always reminds me of uh, Dave the Octopus, the villain. 
who is played by what's his face? Oh, God. Dave. 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 Oh my gosh, I love when the penguins swallow the snow globe. Gosh, I cannot think of this guy's name. What's his name? John Malkovich. Thank you. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Internet. John Malkovich. Oh my gosh, he's so funny in that in that movie, Octavius Brine. So anyway, back to my octopus teacher. First of all, it was an incredibly beautiful film. The film was just breathtaking and but also raised so many questions. The water was so cold. He was underwater for anyway. I have, I have a lot of production questions, but I think the gist of the movie, and if anybody hasn't seen it, it's the South African who was basically at a surrender point, much like I, you know, have been discussing in all of these podcasts about something I've gone through as well. He needed a life change. He was in a depression and he started following this octopus and fell in love with her. And, and, and I'm not talking... I'm talking actually fell in love. And most people watched it during quarantine, during the pandemic. I didn't. I just, I watched it a few months ago. But still, it was it was very fascinating and beautiful to see. And I, I shed real tears, real tears. And the emotion that came out of this man for this creature was, it was truly heartwarming and touching. And I just think so inspiring. The humor of his level of emotion is a, is a little bit, it's hard for me not to joke about how obsessed he was with an octopus but i really wanted a camera on the wife like can you imagine the wife's reaction to his diary rooms if you could see like her reaction i wonder if she like totally on board like yeah go craig like live your dream or if she was like resentful you know, like the bitter, the other woman, like the octopus, the octopus stole my, my man's heart. <laughs> I'm coming up with all these funny, funny things in my head, but I really do want to know what the wife thinks about all this because his dedication to this octopus was, it was borderline cuckoo. He was saying that it kind of dug him out of this depression. And, you know, as much as I am joking about this, there was one scene where he had really opened up and this octopus had like opened up and I don't know, it was like a couple of months in or maybe three months in and a shark attacks and he sees a shark attack, his beloved and like a chomp comes out of one of her octopus arms and so he thinks she's a goner she he can't he can't find her he comes back like a you know knight in shining scuba gear <laughs> he comes back like day after day can't find her can't find her and like one day she pops out and she emerges with this little baby nub. And she had totally healed. She had totally like hibernated and completely healed from the, from within from the trauma that what that she incurred. And she was ready to swim and she could go out there and yeah, wasn't totally the same as before. And she has to grow and but you know, over time, it'll be, it'll be all right. And I really do feel that way. And I think back to the first four episodes of this podcast, and this is number 12 now, and like the splinter removal episode and the, some of the chiropractors and all of these things that I've been going through, I do feel kind of like this octopus in a way. <laughs> in a weird way, like I'm out here swimming with my baby nub. <laughs> And what I really, what I really dug out of this documentary was how God's beauty 
in one creature could captivate and fascinate another one of God's creatures who is highly intelligent. So he falls in love with a highly intelligent sea creature. And because of this sea creature's God-given beauty, intelligence, talents, octopuses are totally undervalued. And this documentary showed that like they are completely like sleepers, like in, in a in a literal form, like nobody was really aware. And this guy has shed light all over octopi. I'm sure he's like the spokesman of Octopi International or something. I'm not sure. His love ran deep let's just say. But it was a beautiful thing to see. And God's love is everywhere. And whatever <laughs> whatever your octopi is, whether you take the analogy like Craig and like get the inspiration. Now, was Craig <laughs> being a little codependent towards this octopus? Possibly. <laughs> That's why I want to know about his other relationships, because I don't want to say that Craig and this octopus are like ideal or anything, because I have a lot of issues with Craig and his commitment to this <laughs> scientifically and historically he's going to go down in the books but his marriage <laughs> i kid i kid I, I want nothing but the best for craig and his wife i wish you all a wonderful wonderful week and i will talk to you soon Mwah! please be advised that i am not a licensed therapist nor do i have any degrees in mental health i strongly encourage everyone to seek out the care of a mental health professional. And as always, go find your light and where you begin is within. Bye.